Welcome to Chess Talk, episode 257. Hello, it's Cody here and Brittany. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you. A week off. Yeah. Tickery took over. Thanks again, Tickery. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And we are now in Utah. Woo, Woo. we survived. We are an hour ahead of you. (laughs) (laughs) I know what I said. Yeah. That's the joke. Uh, So we made it, so we're going to talk about our move, because, oh boy, we're going to talk about more of the great two more episodes. We're going to talk about another movie of the week, and I think that'll do it. Keep it light and fresh for you, and let's get into it. How have you been, Brittany? Tired. How (laughs) about you? Uh, Pretty tired. Mm -hmm. It was a long weekend. We didn't necessarily get to enjoy our 4th of July. Nope. Which, you know... It's fine, because it's not like we really were going to have plans. I mean, if we were in Vegas still, yeah. we would have had plans, mm-hmm. but it's not like because we were tired from moving that we missed out on anything here. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. And we got to see plenty of fireworks out our window, which is good enough for me. Yeah. What about the move do you want to talk about first? Uh, none of it, because I'm tired of it. <laughs> yeah. You, you just go right ahead and explain how much fun we had. I mean, it was fine. Was it? It was fine. It ended up fine. It ended up fine, and that's what I'm looking at it. That Those are the rose-colored glasses. Oh, I'm playing chess against a robot. Hold on. That's what we do here. Were you not playing it? I'm totally playing it now. Now? I'm totally playing chess <clears throat> and talking. Uh, I mean, it was fine. We got a U-Haul um, that was recommended for the size of our apartment. And when you rent a U-Haul, you can pick moving companies that they recommend at a i don't know if it's a discounted rate but it's usually like decent prices yeah typically two guys for two hours so we did that movers in vegas first thing they do when they show up they're like oh i don't know if you have a big enough u-haul it's like okay this is what it told us um so they started moving and we were on the third floor of an apartment complex with no elevator and it's july in vegas so sorry movers but you're movers (laughs) I don't know if that's mean of me to say, but that is your job. Yeah, it is. Um, and so after talking for a little bit, I learned that they didn't know it was on the third floor and also a two-bedroom. So the main guy told me if he knew it was a two-bedroom on a third floor, he would have had another guy come and help them. But he didn't, so it was just two of them. And the second guy he brought wasn't great, I'll say that much. Yeah. He looked like me. Yeah. He looked like a shorter version of me. Yeah. And I think if I showed up to move my apartment, I would have some questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you're not strong enough, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give me six months at the gym and maybe like, okay, yeah, I could be a mover. But staring at myself as is right now, I'm like, no, you, you can't. I didn't really get a good look at him, so. He was just scrawny and, you know, mm-hmm. he, by the end of it, like, he was taking like a step every five seconds up the stairs when... I was helping because he was kind of going slow and I was like, I want to get the shit done. Yeah. And like, I was up and down the stairs just as much as he was and I was totally fine. And yeah, he was, I think in the two and a half, whatever hours, maybe three hours, he used the bathroom five or six times. It was four hours. It was four hours of it them? It was four hours that they were there. They got there at 3.30. And they didn't leave till like 7.30. Yeah. That just adds to it. So, I mean, he just, because the, the main guy, like, he didn't take a single bathroom break, and, like, he was up and down the entire time. Like, he was he was moving. He wanted to get this shit done, because yeah. once they were done with our apartment, they were done for the day. Yeah. Yeah, we got the movers, and they started loading it weird, which is apparent now, but at the time, like, whatever, it's fine. Like, they did all the boxes first. Apparently, you're supposed to load all the furniture first, and then the boxes. Right. And he, his reasoning is that, you know, right away he said that he didn't know if it was going to be big enough. And we said that, you know, the boxes and stuff, that's our stuff. That's more important. So he said he wanted to get that on first and then figure out the furniture. Yeah. And then after we got all the boxes and Tupperware and some of the bigger, like the bed and some bookshelves mm-hmm. in, he was then like, okay, yeah, we can fit everything else. So don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. And he did, except for the couch, which became an issue. Mm-hmm. Not right then. But, oh boy, did the couch become an issue. Yep. So they put the couch in at an angle. which Standing up vertically. Standing up vertically and then slanted back. No, slanted away with the legs pointing out. Slanting 
towards the front of the truck with the legs pointing towards the door. Exactly. And if you know what a U-Haul door is, it's like a garage door that goes up and down. Yeah. It's just like a little... Garage yeah, door. Like a pulley door. Like yeah. a garage door. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, not everyone has a garage and a door. But everyone knows what a fucking garage door looks like. I don't know that anymore. Do people own houses? Is that a thing? Older people own houses. <laughs> and that's our target demo. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So. so angled these metal post legs of the couch towards a sliding garage type door. And I was like, oh, like, should we take the legs off before we do this? You asked them that? I did. Oh. And they're like, no, it should be fine. Like, you saw it's like, oh, like, it catches a little bit, but you can still get in the U-Haul, but, like, it'll be fine, and we've done this before. I was like, okay, you're, you're movers, you know the things, I'm just a dumb guy that's paying you. Mm-hmm. And so what happened next, Cody? So we finished loading up what we could in there, like our kennel and shit like that, all right up at the front, because we couldn't really get too far in the U-Haul, yeah. because it was packed. It was just barricaded to the brim, it was yes. full. So he was right in that, yeah, we probably did need... A bigger U-Haul. Yes. Which would have avoided all these issues. Yes. But it also would have been avoided if the couch was facing the other way. Because or if as the legs we, had been taken off. As we discovered, after driving it over to your brother's place to park it for the night, just because we didn't want it... Out on the street. On the street next to our apartment complex, uh, we discovered that the door would no longer open. Because the... Legs jammed it shut. Yes. You could open it a couple inches, maybe. That was it. So then we spent probably 30, 40 minutes at your brother's trying to get it open, like driving the U-Haul forward and then slamming on the brakes. Or he had a wooden plank that he was like shoving in there to try and push the couch forward and nothing. Mm -hmm. So we said, fuck it. We're tired. We have to wake up in four hours. Let's just hope that the drive to Utah opens it. One drive later, mm-hmm. it is not opened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After some potholes on the highway that we were hoping and praying for, they mm-hmm. did not do the job. So we get there, and uh, on our way there, I texted the movers here for us. And I was like, hey, by the way, door seems like it's jammed shut. We think the previous movers put the couch in at a weird angle, and it's locking it. And the mover owner was like, that's okay. My guys have dealt with stuff like that before. Like, just, you know. Let me know when you're there, and we'll send them over, and we'll get it figured out. So the U-Haul's there, movers get there, and they can't get it open. Mm-hmm. They've never seen it this bad before. Because mm-hmm. usually, like, when this happens, it's like, okay, there's, like, you know, a foot that you can, like, fit fit someone in there or under and, like, shift things around, right. and it's not a big deal. Like, no, it's, like, your hand could fit under and not much more. Like, you could get your hand in, barely your wrist. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. And so uh, where we are, there are a lot of hills. Mm -hmm. And so the next idea was, hey, drive it up a hill, slam on the brakes. Drive it down a hill. Drive it down a hill. Yes, because we want the couch to fall forward in the bed so that way maybe the legs will move back. Yeah. So we did that a couple times. No dice. Not budging. Yeah. We slammed on the brakes and left the truck like angled uphill so that way like it would theoretically be... Yes. Yeah. It, directions are weird. Directions are important so we don't seem like idiots that were no. like, let's just angle it backwards so it jams in more. No. We were trying to do the correct way to unjam it. Yes. Let me get that across. Yes. So that doesn't work. And the movers are like, fuck, that sucks. Uh, can't really do anything. Yeah. They were like, call roadside assistance. And, you know, as soon as you get it undone, just give us a call. Yeah. We'll come by. And he was... Super nice. It was Super nice. Friday, and he was like, I don't care if it's 9 p.m. Like, call me, and we'll come over and help you guys out. So, thank you to them, because yes. they were great. Cut spoilers. We got our stuff out eventually. Yes. <laughs> but, I mean, yes, as you lovely listeners, I recorded the episode, we edited it. All our stuff is fine. Eh. Eh. 95% we'll of our we'll stuff is fine. So, roadside assistance comes. And they're like U-Haul, U-Haul specific roadside assistance. He was just roadside and towing, just like contracted know, like, through U-Haul. U- yeah, like contracted yeah. through U-Haul, that's what I mean. Like an affiliate or yeah. whatever, right? So like he's done stuff with U-Hauls before. Yeah. He shows up, never seen anything this bad. Yeah. Like <laughs> we came downstairs and he was already like shoving things through the top of the door, like trying to mm-hmm. 
get it out before we could even tell him. He's like, I see those couch legs. Mm -hmm. He's like, man, that's in there pretty bad. Mm -hmm. So he spent... He spent at least an hour on his at own. At least an hour. Trying to figure it out. Because he he spent like 45 to 50 minutes before he decided to call you all and just... Because his last resort was, I want to cut a hole in this truck. Because <laughs> it's not opening. Yeah, because... Now he had different types of crowbars and shovels that he was trying to like slam, slide through the top of the door and try to push the couch back. But there was something that he deduced was like pushing it forward so that we could not with our human strength move it back right because gravity was being a bitch yes and he's called you hall and talked to them because he was like I, he before, wants to cut a hole in the truck and like he can't just do that because it's you hauls and so yeah. he finally called them and they're like yeah well you know if you they do said, that no you can't yeah and they said they want to do it at their yard on monday yes and this was friday and, you know, if the door needs to be broken, we'll be held liable for it. We as in me. <laughs> Why would it have been you, though? Because my name was the one that rented the U-Haul. I don't know. Because you weren't really down there. So it would have been us. Yes. We would have been held liable for it. For the damage to the truck Slash that door. they would have had to cause because they had to cut into it. Because... But they said that would have been their last resort, but I don't know what else they could have <laughs> fucking done. Right. Like what other mystical thing yeah. they had. And like... I'm sure it's common knowledge, but I didn't really think about it until this was all happening, is Utahs are built so that you can't just take the door off and break yeah. into them. That's what the U-Haul roadside guy was explaining. He's like, yeah, they're like a safe. Like, you can open the door, and if you can't open the door, you can't get into it any other way. There's no secret latch. There's no hidden. There's just, you can't get in. That's yeah. it. Because we don't want people to just show up and steal your stuff. Yep. So it's like, that's great, but we want our stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> You'll have to explain the next part, because that's that was the last I heard, because. You were I, upstairs. I had to use the bathroom, and yeah. like, I got a missed call from U-Haul, and I heard, uh, I got a voicemail explaining that, and then I texted you, but you you were there, so you already knew that much. Yeah. And then you were, so now, what happened after that phone well, call i was sitting on the curb and the guy was explaining to me how he, he felt terrible like he, he didn't was want us to have to pay for it because another it super nice our, guy he knew it wasn't our fault and he just kept saying you need to go after those movers you need to go after those movers they fucked you up so i was just sitting there and all i heard was i have to spend x amount of dollars paying for a u-haul and i was like i'm just gonna keep messing with it because i don't want are probably thousands of dollars worth of stuff sitting in this truck for the whole weekend. For five days. Because it's like they would get the truck on Monday. Who knows when they would start it. Yeah. So I was like, I don't want to sleep on the floor for the next week. I don't want to deal with any of this shit. So I just started like lifting up the door, those like two inches it could, sliding my arm in. And the first thing I found was a blanket that was like underneath the couch and underneath the folding table we use to record the podcast and so i just started pulling on it and it was stuck in there and i pulled it out and then because the guy the tech guy he was ready to like he was packing up he was about to leave and then he saw that i was pulling random small things out and he's like well let me keep trying mm -hmm. and so my parents who also drove the truck up for us and helped us move they all started reaching their hands in pulling shit around my dad like the kennel was resting against the couch, so he started, like, lifting it to try to get it over the leg of the couch that was still on so it wasn't in the way because that was also preventing us from doing anything. And then, what else? They took the other leg off on the bottom to help move the kennel over. They got that unblocked. We were able to pull some other smaller things out. And then he climbed up to the top again and started pushing. And so he had his crowbar on the top of the door. My mom had the shovel on the bottom trying to lift the couch up a little bit so that it would maybe tilt. Somehow, with all of four of our combined strength, my dad and I pulling the door up while they did that, we got it open like a foot. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. And like I think that was when it snapped the metal leg of the chair or the couch off. Probably. Because it came falling down out of the truck. Yeah. And we were just like, great perfect so before we could do anything tech guy like climbs down and just crawls into the yeah. truck he was like when i got down there i think it was like maybe 30 seconds after this and so when i got down there he was just in the truck yeah, and i was, was like something happened yeah so 
he was in the truck. He climbed up on all of our stuff to the top of the truck and started like assessing the situation. And could mm-hmm. see that our two bookcases had fallen forward and our TV was wedged behind them, forcing everything forward. Yeah. So there was no movement happening. Right. I think he took the other leg off manually yep. and then just kept like pushing it back as much as he could until we could get the door open more. And then we just unloaded it to like half of it until we could move everything out from behind the couch. Well, after he finished and he got all the stuff, like we got the door open. Yeah. So he did that and he was great. He should not have stayed as long as he did, but he was he super was nice. He was so nice. And then another great character to the story... Uh, our new neighbor, I won't say his name, not that it super matters, but he just showed up after we got the door done and he started talking to your mom first thing. He was like, hey, I'm a professional mover and he's a big dude. Yeah. So we're like, that makes sense. He's like, do you guys want help? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. we would have loved it before the door was open because I'm sure he would have just fucking snapped the chair to him he can lift 750 pounds and i believe him yeah <laughs> i would not doubt that guy nope. <laughs> so uh he just got in there like he was just like i'm just gonna help you guys like don't pay me i don't want it's like i'm mm-hmm. i just got done working 16 days i'm about to have a long weekend i just want to help and mm-hmm. just end my weekend my week right mm-hmm. it was like we're not gonna turn you down yeah uh so he helped Crazy. for a little bit and yeah he was amazing he pulled so much shit out like by the time because we've got the door open so i called um our paid for movers and they started coming back and so by the time the movers got back our neighbor had essentially like unloaded the truck except for the record boxes which were like up in the attic and then the big furniture in the truck yeah and so once the movers got there like they were able to i think they finished within an hour a little over an hour like an hour and a half yeah it was finally it was like nine o'clock by the time everything was in the apartment i want to say right yeah and the movers got there around 7 30 yeah so the neighbor definitely helped shaved off some time and yeah he seemed a little sad that the actual mover showed up because i think he was he didn't want us to pay for it and right. i don't think he got the concept that we already had paid for it yeah like i was never able to explain to him like we prepaid them for two hours yeah because he wanted to just have us not pay anything and he just wanted to help and so he kind of disappeared after the mover showed up and yeah. i wish he would have stuck around we tried to feed him dinner and stuff but his phone isn't set up to receive incoming calls mm-hmm. and when i texted him he just never replied so yeah. just a ghost in the night i wonder if he blocked our number no okay are you sure it wasn't set up to receive and he didn't just block no it said it had a message and uh, was like this phone number is not set up to, or is like set up to not take incoming phone calls oh. or whatever like oh, just okay. no incoming at all he was just like a mysterious superhero we know his apartment number so we can we go we do know his apartment number and he told us that we're gonna get a gift sent over to him mm-hmm. that was because we had gotten into town i want to say around it was like two it was like two o'clock yeah and that truck didn't get open until about seven yeah six thirty or seven yeah and so I, and I had woken up at about 3.30 in the morning. That So did you. Like yeah. I got up, walked Chloe at about 3.30 in the morning that day. Yeah. So I think the funniest part, bless her heart, is after we had gotten all of our stuff in, my mom was like, let's just like go for a walk and go see Oh my things. God. Yeah. Uh, any other time. Totally. I want you to see why we like this place. But we're tired. We're tired. <laughs> it's been two very long days for us. Mm-hmm. And it's it was one night of sleeping on the floor followed by... We knew we were going to sleep on the floor one more night. So it's like, we just want to sleep mm-hmm. as much as we can. Mm-hmm. But we, we did moved. it. We moved. We're moved. We've only had a few issues with the yeah. apartment. So we lost, but all the legs of our chair, our couch are off. One broke, but we just took the rest off. Yes. And while the mover, or not the mover, while the roadside assistance guy was inside the truck trying to stand on things to help us open it, the coffee table broke. I think he had to stand on it, which... I don't care. He could have broken anything at that point, but he got our stuff out. Yeah. <laughs> so, a couple casualties, but all in all, we're okay. The records are all here. The computers are all here. The TVs are all fine. So, it's mm-hmm. like the fragile... Expensive Electronics, things. like, they're good. So, yeah. a coffee table, you know what? Fuck we, it. We'll get enough. There's an Ikea here. There we'll, is an Ikea here. We're going to figure it out. Yeah. That was, that was at least my 
thought process at the end of it. Yeah, same. We were all very much like, fuck this couch by the end. Like, Mm -hmm. please break that couch Mm -hmm. because it does not deserve to be inside the house. Nope. It has lost that privilege. You're winning? I'm going to win again. You did it. Yeah, I did it. You won. I won. My anger of the move powered me through that chess match. <sighs> so, we after all that, we didn't really... We're recording this late. Very late. Yes. By the time you guys hear it, you'll never know. But we're recording very late. Mm-hmm. But we were still able to watch some of the great... You had to watch four episodes this weekend. Yeah. Because you that were... That was my Sunday. ...behind... And then we watched a movie. But let's get into the great. Yes. So there's there's move talk. Hope you enjoyed it. Check time, check timestamps. If you don't care. Yes. Too late now, but in yeah. the future. Yeah. Um. So yeah, episode five, War and Vomit. Oh, okay. This one. So it started with uh, Catherine going to see the front lines and with seeing the aunt to give the soldiers macarons. Yeah. Cheesy. And Catherine was very upset, and Grigor poisoned Peter yes. with some arsenic paint. Yes. The whole dynamic of Grigor and his wife. George. Georgina. George. Georgina and the king, emperor, whatever, man-child, is really weird. Mm-hmm. And it makes me so uncomfortable. Yeah, Tickery and I talked about it a little bit, where we were like waiting for Grigor to be a part of the downfall of peter mm-hmm. we thought it was going to happen sooner like he'd be involved with the coup and then just turns out he's accidentally almost killing the emperor accidentally i don't think he expected it to fuck him up i think he just I think wanted he did I, th- I think he was trying to kill him i thought he was just he trying was to just like worried about him getting caught yeah he definitely tried to kill him oh i i in my understanding it's he just wanted him to get a little sick and like have the shits and that that be that because like he didn't want him to bring the food with him remember like he was like oh like he took a couple spoonfuls he's like oh, okay leave it at the table like but peter was the one that like kept eating it and stuff and he didn't want there to be any kind of evidence he yeah. didn't want to get caught he didn't want there to be some kind of connection between something's wrong with the food that's why he's dying yeah i don't i just think he intended to kill him because mm-hmm. he's fucking his wife so all of Catherine is trying to come to terms with oh hey i'm gonna be empress tomorrow because everyone was assuming peter's dead which is a very strong likely outcome i guess i would yeah. say because arsenic poisoning yeah and they thought he had cholera which is you know he's gonna die yeah. but don't worry we have modern medicine we're gonna tie a dead rat around your throat yeah that's how it works draw out the poison mm-hmm. It was just interesting, and I know it, I kind of expected this to come up at some point. I didn't know it would be this way, but that Catherine's a little in over her head. Yes. And naive about her ideas, where while they are great ideas, and she'll bring in the Russian Enlightenment and all of this progress for the country, it's you still have to play the game and appease the people that are going to make that possible. Yeah. All of your noblemen and your council, whatever it's called. The court. The monarchy, the court. You have to have the people that carry out those decisions on board. Yeah. You can't just say, we will have science. We don't want that. Well, we're going to end the war. We don't want that. Yeah. Well, there's a problem. She needs needs a Orlo that's a little more uh, aggressive, I guess. Assertive with her. Yeah. he tried to tell her, you need to approach it this way. And Don't she, mention the war. First thing she does is mention the war. Yeah. Like, she, he needs to tell her the consequences a little more threateningly, I guess. Or just, like, explain it like you did. It's like, you can have these ideas, but if the court doesn't stand behind you, they will not happen. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think he ever got that across to her, and so no. that's why she just kind of, like, bowled the head. Yeah. It was. I think she had just interpreted us. They won't like it. Oh well. <laughs> yeah, I'm the empress. They have to. Nope. Yeah. Not how it works. So it was kind of expected to see. You know, she can't just the next day be an empress. She still has a lot to learn about, mm-hmm. not just the court women and stuff, but just the actual politics of being a leader. Yeah. So I think that was the one of the more the interesting thing of the episode. But then we also had Ivan. Oh, yeah. Uh, Brother Ivan, because there was the 
secret brother of Peter that people, uh, Archie, mm-hmm. Archie was trying to get uh, put towards the throne instead of yeah. Catherine. Yeah. And so there was a sudden rivalry between the Catherine supporters, Orlo, and yeah. <laughs> everyone else who wants Ivan because yeah. it's a He's Russian. A child and he'll be easy to manipulate. Yeah. And again, Russian part of the family. Like, he knows what Russia wants, not this German girl. That's... That's not even it. It's just he's a child and we yeah. can control him. Yeah. And... He's a child. He doesn't know what Russia wants. Yes. <laughs> he wants to draw weird pictures of murder. He wants wine. Yeah. No. He's a child and we can... We'll have the power. And so the episode ends with the aunt killing the child. And then within a minute, Peter is fighting in because of course mm-hmm. so she murdered a nine-year-old or 12 her, or like nephew yeah her nephew yeah slit his throat for yeah, the sake nine. of the empress because the aunt was like one of the only other people that were in her corners yeah good episode yeah i enjoyed it um i can't remember what mariel was doing she got pissed off that Catherine wouldn't kill wouldn't peter. kill peter didn't want to kill ivan wasn't ready to like take over yet in action mariel's i think very short-sighted yeah yeah because i mean in her mind once catherine's the empress she is no longer a servant and that's what matters to mariel yeah understandably yeah uh but yeah peter's fine so we go into episode six where now things are getting more interesting because peter is now he's trying to be a changed man he's a better man mm-hmm. and he so far in this episode he is yeah like he's not perfect he's still peter and so he's still like throwing dogs off the roof and forcing his food tester to eat obviously poisonous berries Mm -hmm. so like he's still peter Mm -hmm. but i mean he's listening to Catherine's ideas he has a science experiment yeah he's not excited about science he doesn't just leave as soon as he loads up Catherine. like he wants to talk to her and like Mm -hmm see what she's about mm-hmm. turns down george for once yeah that was weird yeah everyone thought that was weird so i um i think it's interesting i don't know how long this will last i'm willing to bet uh catherine because now it's catherine and archie playing at peter mm-hmm. to see who will you know have the full sway but i'm pretty sure archie's lost after this episode after he sent the raven in yeah. To the bedroom, and Peter sent guards into his bedroom and mm-hmm. fucked him up for a little bit. But, I mean, I just don't know how much more sway Catherine will get before Peter just, you know, either gets bored of it or is just, like... I think he'll just revert back to his normal self. Because it's easier. Yeah. Um, It's just something that I noticed, and I just confirmed it. Like, every two episodes are directed by the same person. Oh. Yeah. So, I think that helps with these, like, two-episode chunks. Like, they often have the same feel. Yeah. I think it makes it more more of a cohesive story when it's they have this movie essentially to work with and then each person gets a movie and this movie essentially was the peter's rebirth the reincarnation we also had leo in episode six dealing with the fact that Catherine is a married woman and does need to have sex with the emperor and they hadn't really had to deal with that up until this point yeah because peter was not trying to have an heir uh we got to see mariel showing Catherine some early birth control yeah that would hurt right that would hurt like a lot i mean i just think i don't know i think so if you put a lemon up your vagina because that's you know like i just feel like the acidity yeah because i don't know it would just it would really fuck up the ph balance yeah because i was like are they similar ph balances or something is that why it's a common thing that or Probably not common, but, like, back then, like, why does Mariel just go, like, oh, yeah, stick a lemon up there? Maybe it was a common birth control. I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> What's your Google search gonna be? <laughs> lemon and vagina. pH balance. <laughs> so, I guess women in the 1700s used lemons as birth control, either by soaking sponges in lemon juice because the acidity in lemons acts as a natural spermicide and the lemon rind itself with pulp and juice removed could also be inserted into the vagina and used as a cervical cap so yes it was a common tool back then maybe not common but we don't know 
birth control. I mean, at this point in Russia, they're Catholic, right? I think so, yeah. Birth control's not really... Allowed. Not really. I don't think so. I'm not Catholic. Tell me if I'm wrong, I guess. But I'm pretty sure it's not allowed if you're Catholic. Yeah. Yeah, because they can't even have condoms. Yeah. I think any kind of birth control is, like, against their beliefs. But I don't know. So, yes. It is an actual thing, apparently. I just feel like the acidity would hurt, but... Maybe it's not... Would it hurt worse than having a child? No. I don't know. Maybe if you had like a cut in your vagina. Yeah. You probably got bigger issues. Oh, I would I would die. I'd rather die. Because oh. I think if you don't put like the part with the juice and the flesh and like just the like rind of the lemon. Okay. Whatever. Like a hollowed out rind. Yeah. Yeah. Because they use just the top of the lemon, but it definitely had like part yeah. of the flesh. In like it, it was like the, she literally cut a lemon and was like, put it, put it up. Mm-hmm. Creative, I guess. So that's the main topic of this episode. It's really not. It was important. It's important, and I'm sure it's going to be mentioned mm-hmm. throughout the series. <laughs> we had a great Archie and Catherine scene. That was like the last scene, right? That was one of the last scenes, yeah. Because yeah. he was kind of threatening her and her progressive ideas about science. And art and trying to sway Peter that yeah, way. Yeah, because it's ungodly. Right. And he like, it was super, I'll say sexist. He, like, shushed her by putting his fingers on her mouth. So she bit his fingers. And drew blood. Oh, and she didn't even stop. Yeah. Like, there's, oh, on oh. IMDb, there's a photo from that scene. Mm-hmm. Like, do you see it? No. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's mouthful of his blood. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, he, he definitely deserves it. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect that from his character, because he seemed kind of harmless this whole time. But damn damn i'm just i didn't expect that from Catherine. No. so like it was a very that entire scene was very much like what mm-hmm. <laughs> which is cool yeah it was it's i don't know because he's not like the he's the archbishop like yeah he's, the pope. Def- he's been the archbishop Grand. but now he's like the patriarch yeah he's like the big kahuna he's their pope he's the russian pope right and so i don't know if her making him an enemy is gonna work out in the long run and so i'm waiting to see how that comes to a head but um i think it would have been bad if he didn't do that shit with the raven yes yeah yeah if he didn't annoy peter mm-hmm. then yeah if yeah. it was just Catherine versus archie yes but since he messed peter sleep up and tried to get in his head peter was like no mm-hmm. yeah what else Orlo killed a man. Orlo did kill a man. And was very upset about it. Yeah. He's very much, I think, against the war. Yes. And out of necessity was only supporting it the whole time. But Catherine's awakened something in him. But I don't know. I don't know where they're going with that. And Orlo's side storyline, I guess. Yeah. We won't know until the next episode yeah. or two. Because he was going out to meet with Velomentov, right? To, to get try him to and get join. him to join their coup. But then the bear sidetracked things. Right. Uh, I don't know. I think that's it for the great. Yeah. Yeah. Just her battling with the women of court. Yeah. Trying to appease them. Yeah, but in some way she's working on it. Yeah. Getting it done. Working. I do like that she got Mariel's dog back. Do you? I mean, it was funny because I didn't realize that it wasn't the one chick's dog to begin with. Mm-mm. And I just, I don't like that they just gave Mariel's dog to someone else. Because they gave her the house that she was living in. Yeah. That's wild. So it's like, everything in it's yours now. Including my dog? Mm-hmm. Fuck. That's the punishment. Servants can't have dogs. So fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Was it episode five or six where we learned why mariel's family that was six that was crazy because she gave her the dog back because she was trying to make him not a servant and peter was like nope nope do you know what he did yeah what did you think of what mariel's father did i mean it was crazy i thought it was just drunken russians like he was just a weird russian court guy that was he had clearly never been too punished before and so he's like yeah this will be fun but no. Necrophilia sounds fun. Have you seen the stuff they do? <laughs> that seems very par for the course when they're just like. That was shocking to me. Again, 
they're I just think it's funny that he thought that would be a funny joke exactly like that's their fucked up sense of humor especially after seven days of drinking which i'm sure is all they do good on the great gonna finish it two more episodes two more podcast episodes okay i was like i think there's 10 episodes mm-hmm. there's four more episodes but yeah. two more podcast episodes so yeah. we're gonna talk about a movie now again recap I feel like the movie you chose this week isn't as acclaimed or popular as the other ones we've been watching. It has a similar rating to some of them on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't mean rating. I mean, like, if I walked up to my mother and said all of the movies, this is probably the only one she'd never heard of. Yeah. Is my assumption. Yeah, but I mean, you look at the accolades and it has a lot of... Yeah, it was nominated for... um, Best screenplay, I think, mm-hmm. the year it came out for Academy Awards. Yeah. It won a bunch of other stuff, too. But Yeah, so I mean... the mainstream awards it got nominated. Yeah, so it's it's not the fan aspect of it. And so every week we're going to be talking about either a critically acclaimed mm-hmm. or fan acclaimed movie that at least one of us has not seen. Yeah. And this week, neither of us had seen it. It's The Lobster. Mm-hmm. From By Yorgos Lanthimos. Uh, Is that his name? Yes. He is a director, screenwriter. He did The Favorite, mm-hmm. which was one of your favorite movies the last mm-hmm. the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Came out in 2018. He also did the Greek film Dogtooth, which yep. I hear is really good. It won Best Foreign Language Film. Mm-hmm. So we watched that. Never didn't know anything about it other than people have to not be single or they get turned into animals. I only knew that Olivia Coleman was in it. Yes. That's the only thing I knew about it. Uh, so we watched it. It's on Netflix. Uh, wow, that was a weird movie. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, it Looking at the box office, it only made $18 million. What was its budget? <laughs> Four. Yeah. So, I mean, made a profit, but wow. Uh, that Yeah, I can't say it enough. It was just such a bizarre movie. Mm-hmm. And it made me laugh at just like how absurd and how weird and yeah that's the genre just like the awful dialogue and just like how colin farrell just can't communicate but i'm just like (laughs) how do you communicate in this world it's a dystopian society where i think they've been taught to repress their emotions and it's just ridiculous i just the one thing that kept coming up that i wanted to know more about in this world is like why do they need to have some linking issue or twitch or like why do these couples they need to have something in common it's commentary on modern relationships where people can't just coexist together they have to have something that binds links them them. yeah like they have to be a perfect fit yeah which you don't you really don't and that's the point and if you have issues don't worry we're gonna fix it for you Mm -hmm. we're gonna give you a child free of charge (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was the funniest that got you the biggest laugh from olivia coleman because it's, so it's, you go to the hotel if you're single because in society you have to be in a relationship or a child apparently or There's, nothing or or you're an animal mm-hmm. um, and so you go to this hotel and you get 45 days to figure it out basically and you can get more time at the hotel by hunting the loners so the people that escaped or um, chose not to be an animal and chose not to have a partner or couldn't find someone that fit. So if you hunt loners, you get one extra day per each loner that you catch. Mm-hmm. Weird sentences just came out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what was I even going on about? Okay, so one guy that's there with Colin Farrell is so desperate to not turn into an animal and he doesn't want to be a loner so he kind of forces and fakes the like one connection with this girl so that they can be partners because in her mind it's like oh his nose bleeds too we're perfect for each other because that's the basis of a really good relationship mm-hmm. and so you know they have to tell the manager of the hotel that they found their partner and then they get like a month-long trial process to make sure that they really are a good fit and the hotel manager says you know if you guys start fighting or have any issues just let us know we'll give you a child that seems to help people because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what you do when you're having a problem relationship is add a that child was, that was exactly like 
It was the most heavy-handed point they were trying to get across where people try to solve their problems by having children because they think it'll magically fix their relationship. Fuck, that was so funny, though. (laughs) And just (laughs) Olivia Coleman's like, Mm -hmm. deadpan delivery of it. Like, this isn't the most ridiculous thing that can come out of my mouth right now. (laughs) This movie was weird. Yes, because it's a, you know, black comedy, so it's like... They just say these things, and everyone around them is just like, yep, that's normal. But it's yep. just like, oh, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this movie definitely felt like a like a play, like very distinctive yeah. acts yeah. to me, which I enjoyed once I figured out that's what was going on, because you had the first act of the hotel, and my boy John C. Riley was there, and mm-hmm. got his hand toasted because he couldn't stop masturbating. Yep. <laughs> then you had act two, where he leaves and then act, act three, three is their love story right which you know feels like it takes a while to get to because yeah. rachel vice is narrating this whole thing and you're yeah. like who the fuck is this woman why does she know so much mm-hmm. but find out oh yeah she's writing a journal yeah fuck that journal caused so many issues so essentially colin farrell's 45 days are almost up he decides to pair with the heartless woman in the hotel that's her name yeah by faking being heartless Heartless. himself yeah and she starts to doubt him after like two days because you know psychopath i guess so she kills his brother dog it's his brother who was turned into a dog because he didn't make it right so she kicks she kicks him to death yep and I wanted to cry because mm-hmm. they show the aftermath. Mm-hmm. And it was horrible. They show the dead dog. So if don't watch this movie if you can't handle that. Yeah. Or just look away. I don't know. But fuck. They didn't need to show all of it. No, they didn't. But they did. They didn't need to. Like showing the shot of her leg with the blood on it. Okay, I get it. I believe you. I don't need to see it. But yeah, so he cries and it tips, tips his hat that... He has emotions. He really does have emotions. So she tries to turn him in. And at this point in the movie, we don't know why, but the maid helps him. Mm -hmm. The maid of the hotel helps him tranquilize and turn her into, turn the heartless woman into an animal that we never get to find out what it is. I have a theory about that I want to get to later. I mean, why not get to it now? So Rachel Weiss is narrating that scene where he never told me what kind of animal that he turned her into think it's a rabbit it was probably a rabbit yeah because rabbits are her favorite food and Mm -hmm. he caught her several rabbits yes and maybe one of them was the heartless woman it was probably her yeah so yeah it's probably a rabbit so after he does that he escapes the hotel goes into the forest where all the loners are meets the leader finds out that they kind of have the opposite kind of system set up where you're not allowed to have a romantic relationship it is against our rules and we will mutilate you if you try to Mm -hmm. (laughs) fuck that's even better which is worse i mean at least in the loner one you can masturbate still Yes. So I mean, it's it's. I'm not saying it's better, but it's like, yeah, there is some sort of relief because we haven't mentioned in the hotel like the maid stimulates you. Yeah, to motivate the people to, to... get a mate. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because they're not allowed to finish. They just try to get them turned on. Right, and then so leaves. I want to know what happens to the women in the hotel. Does the young man waiter do similar things? I would imagine he probably like you know humps or grinds or something like yeah dry humps them yeah like so weird i can't imagine i don't Dude, know the scene where they're trying to show what it's like to be alone uh-huh and oh my god which one the, the choking women walking or... alone oh, help help <laughs> help oh my god like mm-hmm. don't watch this with the family i guess this is weird i don't even want to explain what happens there but fuck very funny very but weird. It shouldn't be funny. But it is. Oh, it's God. supposed to be Fuck. in a very messed up way. Yeah. So he escapes, goes to the loner society where the opposite kind of world exists, and he meets Rachel Vice's character, and they immediately fall in love because they're both what they keep calling short sighted, which I think is an intentional choice of words. Yeah. <sighs> so many layers to um, so they're both nearsighted slash short sighted. 
So he thinks, oh, perfect, we have a connection, which is the weirdest thing that's in this society is they think they have to have something like that in common, but okay. Um, so they fall in love, develop their own kind of like code to communicate with each other without getting caught in their society. And then they, they get a little too cocky on one of their in-town visits. Mm-hmm. Because the loner leader likes to go see her parents and that bring them with them just so that they way. They all, she goes in a group of Colin Farrell, Rachel Weisz, and this other guy and they appear as couples so they don't get questioned when they're walking through town. Because apparently if you're in the city and you're alone, police like question you and want to mm-hmm. know where your partner is and you can get like arrested for mm-hmm. not having a partner. You need to have your marriage license on you at all yes, times. so weird. I mean, you've already recapped most of it, so it ends essentially with the leader of the loners not liking that they're actually she figures out that they're right together and so what to punish them she what she does is she tells rachel vice that you know she's gonna give her lasik to help her see and Mm -hmm. uh she ends up blinding her and i knew that the doctor was familiar did you look up who he was no mace tyrell Oh, that's funny. Yes. He, the doctor that blinds her? Yes. Uh, he's like in like two scenes, if yeah. that. But I was like, I know that's a guy. Yeah. He's a guy. Yeah. So now Rachel Weiss is blinded and uh, Colin Farrell has to deal with it. And they escape after he incapacitates the loner leader. Yeah. And they have to make their way out into the city and pose as a couple. Mm-hmm. But the, you know climactic the final scene is them at a restaurant and him he's decided that he has to blind himself too so they have something in common naturally yeah and so he's getting one last look at each of her parts that he can in public Mm -hmm. before he goes into the bathroom with a steak knife and we don't know stare it's the inception ending does he or doesn't he and it's up to you and i'm willing to bet he doesn't yeah i think everything about him seems to Mm -hmm. I don't Pussy know. whipped. Just mm-hmm. finicky and not yeah. not committal. Not decisive, yeah. And I think, like, we're not supposed to see him do it because I don't think he's going to do it, but mm-hmm. that's just me. Yeah. And I remember the scene at the beginning where he's talking to his first wife, and his only question was, does he wear glasses? I just remembered that. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe. That was what they had in common. Yeah. I wonder how long. Oh, he said that they're together almost 12 years. Well, yeah. 11 years in one month. Yes almost 12 years shut up uh so i mean what did you think about the movie though it seems like you enjoyed it it seemed like you I got no you got some humor out of it. it made me laugh i don't know if i get the point of the movie still i think it was just besides just commentary on relationships i think that was it okay i think that's all like i don't think it needs a bigger message than that yeah so it just feels like it does because it's such a like orwellian type society that he created i think if he spent more like if he had more things to say he would have spent more time world building and stuff but we really don't know much about the world like there isn't i think that's what's lacking for me is yes i I prefer when things are world driven rather than character driven i enjoy that too but at the same time if that's not what they're going for then i can't fault them for not doing it yeah so i wouldn't say that i loved it but i definitely thought it was interesting different very different than anything i've seen um i can't really speak to a lot of the acting because everyone was kind of one-dimensional intentionally yeah Um, but i guess they all did a good job doing that i like some of the choices of the actors that were chosen like colin farrell i think is irish and rachel vice is vice is like german yeah so i'm pretty sure she's german and then um John C. Riley's American and Ben Wishaw is British. Like so you like the diversity? French. I want to know why that was the choice, but I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. It was cool. I just it was interesting that in this modern society, it's people from literally all over. I mean, to be fair, that's just kind of Europe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why. Yeah, it's the American that threw me off. Yes, John C. Riley. Yeah. They Why exist. John C. Riley? Because look at him. <laughs> he was did. the funniest part of the movie. And the scene where he doesn't even say anything is so funny. Which scene was that? When he's on the hunt and he's just looking around and running. Oh, and it's in yeah. slow motion. Yeah. <laughs> he's such a monster. I love him. 
So I, you know, I did enjoy this movie, but like you, it's not amazing, yeah. which it's fine. Like it's, it's a good movie. You should check it out on Netflix. I think if it seems interesting in any way for you, go check it out. I know we spoiled it, but hey, go check it out. Go watch it because we you def- need to see it unfold. We definitely skimmed over a lot of it, and that is intentional. Yeah. Um. So I'm ready to rate it. I don't know if you are, or if there's any other big things or last thoughts you had on it. What animal would you be? See, he said lobster because he wanted to go out and see, like, go out and be in the sea. Mm-hmm. And then the limping guy, John, said, like, oh, you'd just be cracked open and eat. And so it's like, I need to know what, it, are there any, like, safety nets? Like, if you choose, what if you pick, like, there dolphin? Aren't. You just get released. But what if you just pick, like, I would pick, do you know what animal you would be? No. I would pick, I would want to say octopus um because they're fairly smart Mm -hmm. uh they are the predators in their area they can get away easily they live relatively long i think for animals Mm -hmm. so that's probably my go-to there's also an easy one of just some sort of bird like a falcon or something like something that again is a predator so it's not just going to be like fucking Mm -hmm. yeeted out of the sky by something bigger or you could go even crazier and be like alligator or whale yeah. like something that isn't easily hunted by humans i think yeah like that that's where my mind goes yeah. if if this was a real society and i had to pick i would spend more time looking into animals and their lifespan and things yeah. like that because that's what colin farrell said is that lobsters live for like 100 years so mm-hmm. yeah. so eagle is that what you would stick with so. okay i'll i'll say octopus then just to okay. be different yeah i belong in the ocean with colin farrell yeah you're ready to rate it uh yeah out of 10 scales of 15 oh no (laughs) i thought that that was such a stupid rating scale yeah (laughs) sounds like that has to be it Mm -hmm. it's like between 1 and 15 what (laughs) and then he said 14 why you not? said anything less than 15, it, I'd kill you. Exactly. I was and they like, were impressed by that rating. I was like, you idiot. You yeah. have to say 15. Mm-hmm. And he did it. You're a perfect match. So from out of 10, 15. 1 to 15 ratings. No, I don't like that. Out of 10, 15s. Okay. Or out of 10, 14s. Yeah. Uh, I'd give it a 7.5. Yeah, same. Okay. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Still has flaws. Still leaves some. I think it was just a little too long. Yes. And some places could have cut some things to make room for other things that I'm just I'm desiring to have seen. You wish for more world building. Yes. Yeah. So go check it out. Definitely. Yeah. It's De- worth watching. I, would... I think he is a great director with a very unique vision. Yeah. I would say it's probably one of my favorites that we've picked so far. But that'll do it for this episode. We'll be back next week talking about more great more movie more things yeah and go listen to all the things go listen to all of our things our episodes youtube spotify podcasts blah we'll see you next week bye